0: Where did the truth go and hide in politics? Well, it's time to find it and bring it back. Welcome to No Truth Politics, where you know truth or you have no truth. I'm your host, Mr. Misunderstood, and I'll be having the distinct privilege and honor of helping you rip the Band-Aid off when it comes to all things truth in politics today. As always, to stay up-to-date with all things No Truth Politics, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. To help support us here financially, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. Well, without further ado... Buckle up and get ready, because it's time to rip the band-aid off so the truth can set you free. Welcome back to the program. We've got a lot of ground to cover today, so we're going to get right into it. We're going to be talking about a train derailment. Ooh, it feels like it's the big story. This go around this this uh, week on the program. So we're going to be hitting that one on head on. So no pun intended, obviously. Are we seeing the end of female sports? Mm, Hmm. Take a little dive onto that little springboard. 2024 presidential announcements starting to really heat up. Kevin McCarthy and Tucker Carlson. Hmm. What do those two have in common? On the program, we're gonna get into it. Damar Hamlin. There's a long pause. And is there a satanic jacket? We're gonna we're gonna to touch on that one. War on comedy. That's gonna be very fascinating. And there is a revival in Asbury, Kentucky. We're gonna get into that because there is some spiritual awakening taking place in the nation, and we're gonna get into that. He gets us saying Jesus was a refugee. This is an organization, a nonprofit who ran some Super Bowl ads. So we're going to get into that one. And that's going to be a doozy. James O'Keefe out at Project Veritas. Absolutely shocking news. We're going to hit that one headstrong. It's a shocker. We're going to deep dive into it. President Biden's secret trip to the Ukraine. What is that all about? And what the heck is going on? Mass shootings across the country are really ramping up heavy. What is this all about? And why is it taking place? And how can it be resolved? We'll take a look. Judicial nominees are getting embarrassed. Or are they? Hmm. We'll take a dive into that. The send-off. We're going to wrap up the program with the send-off. The feel-good story of the week. Oh, it's going to be a doozy on the program this week, so buckle up, because we're going to start it off with a train derailment. Getting right into it here on the program this week. This is a very fascinating one, to say the least. Train derails in East Palestine, Ohio, and the quote-unquote experts decide that it'd be a brilliant idea to light all the chemicals on fire. And create a huge mushroom cloud of toxic chemicals. I'm quite dumbfounded by the lack of brain cells, brain power. Um, I don't know how else to just say it other than just speaking truth and calling a spade a spade and saying, what fools would think that's a good idea? There are citizens in the town that could be heavily impacted or worse off, die from you doing such a foolish thing and yet they did it and through ca- through no caution to the wind at all and then you had the administration the biden administration and people left right and center saying it was some great ideas what was best and then not too long after that they're backtracking on all of what they said saying it was a bad idea and that they're gonna look into this company that owns the train Norfolk or whatever it was called And take a deep dive into that. And this whole thing is just a complete and utter mess, to say the least. Like, who, why would you, okay, so the train derails, we get it. That happens. And from what I understand, it's derailing because these train companies are lobbying Congress so that they don't have to upgrade their equipment and their emergency brakes in particular. And if I'm not mistaken, quote me if I'm wrong. I'll humbly admit it, but I don't know I'm again, you know speculation here, but was it not the uh brakes that failed that caused the derailment? Just saying you're lobbying Congress to not get your stuff up to par up to snuff, and then you have your train derail, and it could be a direct result of what you lobbied Congress to not have to upgrade or fix. It's mind-blowing to say the least. This should this should not be happening in America. This should not be happening in any country. This is ungodly. This is it's beyond tragic because now you have people in East Palestine or Palestine, however you pronounce it, Ohio and they're suffering. I've heard of people losing wildlife, like losing their animals. One lady was interviewed and her chickens were dead. They, she went to bed, they were fine. Or And she had cameras on them, and they were fine, completely fine, before the train derailment and the explosion of the chemicals, the controlled burn. Really, was it controlled? Let's be honest. I don't think so. So the quote-unquote controlled burn, they were fine before it, and then they do this controlled burn, and suddenly animals are dying, fish are turning up dead in creeks, so on and so forth. It's quite the experience going on over there right now people are having to drink out of bottled water um you have leaders that i mean it's just crazy it's just nuts so you know you have the stuff's affected this town in very scary ways like i said fish wildlife they're turning up dead floating belly up in streams and rivers and and creeks Rashes are appearing. The drinking water is showing up with rainbow looking substances in it. And this is just scratching the surface of what could be the long term effects in 20, 30, 40 years. There was one lady interviewed. She said, you know, basically along the lines of, hey, if this is happening to wildlife and animals and sea life in the span of days, what's going to happen to us in the span of a decade or more? And I'm like, amen to that, sister. I mean, This is just bonkers. And so, like I said, this is horrific and it could have easily have been avoided. Like, why would you think it'd be okay or a good idea to ignite a bunch of chemicals that when you ignite them and they become pretty much when you ignite something, everything that's in that heap or in that pile is all going to become one. And then you're mixing chemicals together that can be even more lethal. And they've been proven to be more lethal. In the chemicals that were mixed together in this particular uh, explosion, it's a controlled burn. We'll call it a controlled burn, quote unquote. It's not controlled, but anyways, that's I digress. So the drinking water, like I said, it's just nuts. I can't do anything with it. There's rainbow stuff t- turning up in this drinking water. Like, would you want to drink it? From the videos and the pictures that I've seen, it looks like you know when you get rain on oil on the street. What that looks like, that's kind of what I'm seeing when I'm seeing what they're showing me. I'm like, geez, that looks absolutely awful. I wouldn't want to drink it. You should uh, pour a glass and let uh, good old Mayor Pete Buttigieg and um, uh, the Biden administration, President Biden, offer him a glass. See if he'll drink it. See if that water is good for them to drink. If it's good for them to drink, then everybody else can drink it. But if not, well, I probably wouldn't drink it either. And like where... Why is the media not covering this? Why aren't Democrats and the left and the progressives up in arms over this whole thing? Like, aren't they the ones that are all about the environment? Oh, it's about the environment. Like like I just said, where's Mayor Pete? The nation's transportation secretary who's all about equity and fairness. And wouldn't you be for the low-income community of uh, East Palestine, Ohio? You'd think? but apparently they're nowhere to be seen. Maybe it doesn't fit their voter block because this community voted over 70% for Donald Trump in the last presidential election. So maybe it's not what's fitting their agenda. And that would be absolutely tragic. So I pray I'm wrong because that would be just downright disgusting on an inhumane level, like awful. Words can't describe how awful and evil that would be. So, you know, Mayor Pete hasn't shown up. And he's the nation's transportation secretary. So why isn't or hasn't he been on the scene? And where this train derailment happened, he hasn't shown up. Still to this day, why weren't residents or why were residents evacuated only to be told that it's safe to go back when it's clearly uh, not safe to be in that town right now? I mean, they're having to drink bottled water and leaders and politicians aren't even visiting the town, as I've just stated, doesn't that tell you that, I don't know, maybe it's not safe? Always remember this if you remember nothing else. Remember this. Words are cheap. Don't focus on what people say. Instead, watch what they do, how they act, because that'll tell you everything you need to know about who they are as a person, their character. Because again, words are easy to come by. But your actions are what really matter, especially in a time of crisis. Like, if you really cared about the people, if it's really safe, why don't you go live there for a week and see what happens? Mayor Pete, President Biden, Governor DeWine of Ohio, why don't you go live there for a week? Oh, they ain't gonna be any, they ain't gonna be caught dead in that town. And it's just, it's awful. It's like, oh, well, you're telling the residents it's safe to be there. And Mr. DeWine is a Republican. So, you know, you got to hold these people's feet to the fire. I don't care what party you're affiliated with. The bottom line is, is these people are suffering or they're going to suffer in maybe a decade or more. Their animals are already dying in mass quantities and they're having to drink bottled water. There's rainbow looking oil like substances turning up in water. Like you don't think this is a problem. You don't think this is something that I don't know should be addressed. Like it's just crazy. It's like mind blowing. So you have to wonder, like I said earlier, what is the meaning of all this? Why aren't Democrats up in arms? Why aren't progressives for the little guy? Aren't they supposed to be for the little guy? The poor help the poor, lift up the poor, give the poor what they need. Take care of the the, you know, it's the socialism mantra. Take from the rich, give to the poor. Well, they where is that in a time of crisis in this town? Oh, well, they didn't vote. They didn't vote. They don't have the correct politics. So uh, we're going to have to take a P for pass on this one, guys. Is that really where we're at? Like politics, everything becomes so political that even in a time of tragedy, you'll just pass on helping innocent people because of their party affiliation. Is that where we are as a nation? We ought not to be. We ought to stand for so much better and greater. We ought to want to and desire to be a better and stronger and more honest and open and real and genuine caring community caring nation people that, a nation that actually shows up in time of crisis and wants to help people out and not kick them while they're down i mean is this really too much to ask i mean seriously if you really boil it down no pun intended this 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 whole thing could be resolved or it, i mean ultimately it could have been avoided and especially the blowing up of chemicals that I I just can't wrap my head around why you'd want to ignite a bunch of chemicals on fire. Like it's no big deal. Like that's just nuts. Like for what? And then you just see this. If you watch the video, you just see this mushroom cloud of smoke and chemicals infiltrating the air. And I mean, they're saying it stinks in that town and it's like raining down debris and all kinds of, of stuff. It's like This is something you'd see out of a movie. It's like, is this, this can't be real. I have to be dreaming. Yet you turn around and you realize, oh no, my eyes are open. This isn't a dream. This is real life. And I voted for these people. Like, I mean, that's where we're at. Like, this is serious stuff. Like, this is, this is crazy. So, you know, hold your politicians feet to the fire. Say, we're not going to stand for this. We want change. We want things to be made whole again. We want our community to be safe. We want to be able to drink water. And there's one lady that was interviewed and they're not even giving them the water for free. They're making them pay for it. And she says, I'm on a fixed income. I'm carless, this, that, and the other. I can't afford extra expenses right now. And she's having to go to the store and walk to the store and get the supplies she needs to be able to function and live an ordinary life. Like, I'm sorry, is this Haiti or Russia or China, maybe North Korea or Venezuela? I'm sorry. I thought this was the United States of America. So where is that fire and that passion that this nation has lived with and had for centuries of lifting each other up when we're down of wanting to meet the needs? Isn't this why, I don't know, FEMA exists? Wouldn't you have FEMA present trying to figure this whole thing out rather than try and cover it up and shove it under the rug like it's not happening, which is what democrats are doing or trying to do i mean look at the media the mainstream media is this getting any kind of coverage i don't really think so it should be why isn't it like i said watch what they do don't really pay too much attention to what they say because what they do and their actions are what matter and they speak volumes in a situation like this and they're speaking very loudly and very clearly right now that they don't really care about east palestine ohio in the slightest bit. And it's just gut wrenching because they should. Even the governor of Ohio, it's like, show up for your people. I like the way God, uh, Governor Ron DeSantis showed up for his state when they had that hu- huge hurricane hit in the, in the early, latter part of the summer, early fall. Like, he was there. He took care of business. Like, they, that's how it's done. Like, go take some notes. From Mr. Ron DeSantis and ask him, okay, well, how did you do this? How, how can I do or respond in such a way that, you know, we take care of business and we take care of the citizens of the state of Ohio. And we rectify the situation that we created by blowing up toxic chemicals that should never have been blown up. Controlled burn. I got to say, controlled burn. It's, it's absolute madness. It's crazy And this is completely and utterly avoidable. And the thing that makes me laugh in such a horrific incident, which, you know, you shouldn't really laugh, but it's like the environmentalists and on the left and the progressives, it's like, shouldn't they be outraged that this is taking place? Yeah, I don't see them picketing. I don't see them here rioting or burning it all down or doing this or doing that saying, how could you hurt the environment and this, that and the other. It's the same with the Nord Stream 2 pipeline. It's the same dynamic. It's the games they play. Nord Stream 2 pipeline burning up or getting sabotaged and destroyed by what seems like the American government put more chemicals or more, did more harm to the environment than I could do in my lifetime. And pretty much the majority of people could do in their lifetime. Yet no environmentalists, nobody on the left's up in arms about that or about what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio. As long as it doesn't affect you, eh, we're good. And it's like, that shouldn't be the reality of the situation. You should want to help. You should want to act like it is affecting you because it could. You could be next. Your city, your town. I mean, obviously, it's a high level of incompetence here that's causing all of this to be happening and taking place in the first place. So what? who's to say that it wouldn't happen in your town, in your community, to the people you care about? It may not be with a chemical explosion. But it could be with something else. Hi, I'm here with the government and I'm here to help. Most infamous words of fear that should instill the most high levels of fear within any human being is that phrase right there. It's like all they do is destroy and create problems and wreak havoc upon anyone and anything they touch. It's like an inferno. They just, the minute they touch something, it's broken. It's gonna need fixing. Throw money at it, hope that fixes it. It's like, no how about we stop throwing money at every problem and actually try and figure out analyze okay what is the problem analyze it and process it so think about it process it analyze it take action and then have the victory this is an easy this is a very simplistic and easy formula to success and why isn't it being done these people act like they know everything they act like they're the biggest problem solvers known to man like they can just fix it with a blink of an eye, well, let's fix this problem in East Palestine, Ohio. Let's get the quote-unquote experts that caused this explosion and thought it would be a good idea to answer for this, to actually for once, for once, humble themselves, admit their stupidity and that they were wrong, and own it. That would go a long way with the people of that town and with American people in general. Why is it that you can do wrong, you can make mistakes, and just throw it under the rug, hide it under the rug, do whatever, and never own it and just humble yourself and say, you know what, I messed up, I did wrong. Please forgive me for I have fallen short. You know, with me, when people humble themselves and admit they're wrong and that they've done wrong, it goes a long way with me to restore and rebuild trust and that relationship and so on and so forth. And it would do the same for anybody. It would do the same for this town, these people are losing their animals. They're losing their livelihoods. They're losing their houses. They're losing their ability to do basic things like drink water from the tap. And yet, for some reason, they're being neglected. Like this needs to get talked about. This needs to get front page attention, like high level media attention. And yet it seems as though it's getting the opposite of that. And this is heart wrenching. This is a story that should be like on the front page of every news cycle for the next like 10, 15, 20 days until this whole thing gets rectified because innocent lives are being affected every second of the day in this town and i'm talking long term i'm hearing stories about people developing rashes and all kinds of are already creating and this thing's created all kinds of health problems and yet radio silence crickets nothing this it's just it leaves one very speechless and utterly appalled at the level of mediocrity, incompetence, stupidity, foolishness. Pick an adjective. I'm sure it'll fit. And so it's time to rebuild the trust. It's time to rectify the problem and fix it. By actually, I don't know, first off, having political leaders and politicians like Mike, Mike DeWiner. I think that's his first name. The governor of Ohio. And how about the president show up? And how about uh, Mr. Mayor Pete Buttigieg? All these people, these transportation transportation secretary and the Biden administration and the governor and state leaders and so on and so forth—they need to show up and have a press conference and show these people that they are actually cared about and that they're human beings. They're not just political pawns you can use as soon as it benefits you in any kind of way, and as soon as they don't benefit you, eh. We'll move on to the next. We don't we don't worry about that. You don't fit our political agenda. So we'll let you deal with all that. This is it's like they're human beings. Let's just forget everything else and understand the basic level of they are human beings that actually have lives that matter. Their lives matter. You know, you got this BLM, the Black Lives Matter movement, and yet you got people in East Palestine, Ohio who what their lives don't matter. I'm sorry. They matter. Ding dong. They matter. So let's wake up. And if you live in this town, you know, somebody lives in this town. And even if you don't, if you're just shocked and appalled as I am as to what's going on here, it's time to step up. It's time to awaken yourself to the reality that some. it's not looking like there's going to be any help from these quote unquote experts or political leaders. So maybe it's time, high time you step up and take yourself to the plate and maybe do something to help this town. Maybe run for office and oust some of these fools. That'd be a start. Mayor Pete, what a joke that guy is. It's ridiculous. Cares so much about equity and making sure that people have a certain skin color in his department and so on and so forth. It's like, dude, how about we just focus on people that actually are qualified to do the job? How about that? Let's worry about the content of the character and not the color of the skin for once. How about we get back to what Martin Luther King ended up dying for, getting assassinated for. Let's get back to our roots of actually loving each other and not looking at skin color. We should be blind to the color of people's skins. We shouldn't see that. It's irrelevant. It doesn't matter. What matters is the integrity of people, their character, who they are as a person. And you can figure that out, like I said earlier, by what they do, more than, what, more than you can by what they say. And that's from personal experience. And it's just provably true the more you look at it. So the bottom line here is, is that you can basically pound the pavement, get in line, maybe run for office. But, you know, raise some cane about what's going on in East Palestine, Ohio, because these people matter. These people want to live ordinary lives. They don't want to have rashes. They don't want their livestock dying, dropping dead. I think the one girl had like four or five chickens, and they're just like laid up there dead. I saw the video. It's absolutely tragic. You know, I don't really classify pets as what what a lot of people classify them as, but you know, they're companions, and I get that. And people cl- get uh, close attachment to them. So when you lose all of them in one shot, I mean, that's just like ripping somebody's heart out. And yet. They couldn't care less. It's like the whole egg debacle. I was reading articles about chickens not even being able to produce eggs because of the feed. They're putting chemicals in the feed. It's like, man, like, and we're voting for these people. We're putting these people in positions of power to regulate the FDA, to regulate all these things, and to appoint people to regulate these departments. And they're doing one heck of a poor job. Oh, I don't know. I think it'd be a great idea. We should just blow up a bunch of chemicals and hope that fixes it. It's like, are you serious? That's the way you're gonna solve a problem is just blow up a bunch of chemicals that will combine and turn into more lethal chemicals? Like, I don't know. That's just nuts. Like straight up, flat out crazy. And like I said, this is a solvable problem. It really is. It's just do something. Figure it out. Step up, lead, be leaders, quit placating to a political affiliation and actually do some leading for a change do you ever wonder what it'd be like to be able to listen to each and every episode seamlessly and without the interruption of ads and sponsorships well we've got some great news for you today we've listened and are now doing something about it for you say hello to ad free and sponsorship free listening and many more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. Once on the website, click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. Follow No Truth and myself, Mr. Misunderstood, on all major social media platforms by going to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once on the website, click on social media. Become a Crusader Insider for free today by going to our website, links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, Fill out your full name and email address in the proper fields at the bottom of the page and hit submit, and you'll officially be a Crusader Insider today, gaining you access to insider information, all the latest and greatest new things happening within our podcast franchise and companies, all the updates, promotions, offers, and much, much more. Are we really seeing the end of female athletics? I mean, this is a serious question. If I'm telling you right now, just me shooting from the hip giving you my feedback my honest opinion my take on this whole thing if men biological men they're born men just look at their body parts you'll figure it out real quick it's not rocket science they're born men compete in women's athletics mark my words b- women's athletics is dead 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 i will never watch it i will not watch it it's dead it's it's irrelevant It's just, it's garbage. You've destroyed it completely and utterly have destroyed it. The second you let a man compete in women's athletics, it turns into a mockery. It's a clown show. It's a joke. That's just the reality of it. And I will not tune in. I won't condone that. It's disgusting. Why would I want to watch some dude taking hormones or whatever he's on, trying to say that he's a woman, which is ludicrous. And compete against women who obviously have different bone density bone structures muscle mass i mean the list goes on and on and on it's clear as day science has proven it over and over and over again how vastly different a man is from a woman it doesn't matter how many hormones you take it doesn't matter how many injections the body parts you cut off so on and so forth or put on yourself you'll never change the fact that you were born a man And you have distinct advantages over a female. And it's clear as day. This is, like I just said, this isn't rocket science. It's provably true. It's been provably provably true and been proven true. And so you just have to wake up, smell the roses, and just accept the reality and the truth. You got people like Riley Gaines who are being allotted as heroes when they shouldn't even have to be called that. This is just basic science these people are saying and declaring. And you have so many people that are cowards and that don't just come out and say what needs to be said about women competing, having to compete against men. They say it behind closed doors. Riley Gaines has said she's had teammates and other people pat her on the back and say that they she's glad they're glad that she spoke up about it. And Well, why aren't you speaking up about it? It takes an army. It takes a village. You can't just have one person speaking up and everybody else remains silent. This is how they're even able to do this nonsense. We're allowing them to do this because of the silence. You need to stand up and say, no, I'm done with this. Women need to compete against women. That's why it's called women's athletics. That's what women have fought for for decades upon decades. And now all of that is being destroyed one brick at a time by slowly but surely allowing quote-unquote men, and they are men, they're biological men, they were born a man to compete against women, like Leah Thomas. He can't do nothing against men. So, oh, today I'm going to wake up, I'm going to be a woman. And now all of a sudden, what, he's breaking world records for women in athletics so that will be untouchable unless another man transitions. It's just ridiculous. And this ought not to be tolerated in any ways, shapes, or forms. So why is it being tolerated? And I'm telling you right now, like I said earlier, at the start of this segment, this will be the end of female athletics as we know it. It'll be dead in the water. It's gone. It's over. As soon as this is becoming normal, as soon as as this is normalized and people are condemned for speaking out against it and men are allowed to compete against women in women athletics, it's over. It's a game changer. It's done. I love to watch the sport of women's volleyball, collegiate volleyball. I think it's one of the most entertaining sports you could ever watch. And if you haven't watched it and you don't believe me, watch it. See it for yourself. It's one of the most entertaining sports you could ever watch. That softball. It's just the heat of it, the passion. the the It just takes a lot. The The athleticism, but I just love the emotion of it, the passion of it, and just the the level of compete of both those sports is Is in my opinion very high, and you destroy that when you allow a man in the mix. It's just that simple. I couldn't imagine watching a volleyball match. Could you? Do you understand the level and the power at which a man could spike, or they don't really say spike, hit a ball? I mean, they would destroy a woman's face so much so that she'd be concussed tenfold, getting the six-pack to the face, which is what they call it when you get hit with the ball in the face. Called a six-pack. You get that to the face, that woman's going to be concussed because that man's hitting it at such a velocity that the woman has never seen of or heard of in her entire life. She wouldn't know what to do, and yet that's what's coming down the pipe. If we allow this to happen, it's already infiltrated swimming. Who's to say where it stops? Softball, volleyball, it's going to destroy them all. It's unacceptable, and that's an understatement. And this ought to be done away with, and done away with. Very quickly. So the 2024 presidential announcements, they're heating up because this past week, Nikki Haley has officially thrown her hat into the ring, which was to be expected. There was speculation about that for weeks upon weeks. I don't think she's going to be that great of a candidate. I don't think, I'm telling you right now, I don't think she'd get my vote, but that's just, I don't see it. Maybe she could change my mind. I don't know. But what I'm hearing from, Kansas, Candace Owens about how Nikki Haley takes $200,000 for speaking engagements, which, you know, whatever level of money you take for a speech speaking engagement, that's on you. I don't have a problem with that. You want to make money doing what you do? No problem with that. That's capitalism at its finest. I do have a problem, however, when everything's scripted and according to Candace Owens and who she's spoken to, that's what's happened and happening at speaking engagements that this woman goes to. It's all scripted. She uh, talks to the person that's handling all the event planning and so on and so forth, has people script their questions that she's going to be asked so she already knows beforehand what questions she's going to be facing, so on and so forth, and so she's able to look polished. Well, that's that's why Donald Trump won election. Americans are tired of polished politicians We want real, genuine, sincere, raw, jagged, a little rough around the edges politicians that speak truth to power, that are unafraid and unabashedly conservative and put America first and want to see our nation succeed above all the rest. That's what America wants. Not, oh, well, it's got to be scripted to the T and then apparently one guy asked a question to Nikki Haley at a speaking engagement that was off the cuff and not scripted, and her team lost it on this guy after the event. And I just don't agree with that. It just leaves a bitter taste in my mouth. It's like, no, I'm sorry. If that's true, if what's said by Candace Owens is is, is true, and I'll take her to word for it, you know, I'll give people the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. I wasn't there. I'm just hearing it based on some of what what she's saying. And if it is true, and this really did happen, then it's appalling, to say the least, and really does make you stop and, and raise the red flag up and say, I don't know about that. That seems a little iffy to me. And a little is an understatement. It's more like a lot of iffy, because it's just, you know, what are your intentions? Why are you running? Is this some kind of show you're just trying to put on to better your life, to make money at, at the expense of American people? Like, what's your agenda going to be? Is it all about you, 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 you? Or is it about the American people? You know, President Trump took a huge hit becoming president financially. Probably one of the, o- one of the few, if, if not the only one, to take such a financial hit. Most of them make money hand over fist when they do it, when they're president. But this guy took a financial hit to a large extent. And what did he have to show for it? Ridiculed every day in the press. Lambasted. Lied about. Russian hoax, Russia collusion hoaxes, and raided at his house at Mar-a-Lago. And the list goes on and on and on and on and on. It's just utterly tragic. And then you have people like Nikki Haley who wants to, quote unquote, be all polished up. It's like, no, I don't want polished. I want rough. I want, you know, real, genuine, sincere, raw, just... Tell it like it is. And Candace Owens says, Donald Trump, that's what she liked about Donald Trump is you could ask him any question and he'll have happily try and answer it for you. And that's what it should be. That's how it should be done. This isn't rocket science. Again, this is not rocket science. And then uh, another guy that's looking like he might throw his hat in the ring and I'm probably going to butcher his name. And if I do, I apologize in advance. Vivek Ramaswamy. And I've heard this guy speak. He's popped up on Tucker Carlson's show. He seems very educated. I don't know. He seems like uh, he'd be a decent guy. I don't know. I'd have to see more about where he stands on the issues. But it seems like it's really starting to heat up on the campaign trail for the 2024 uh, primaries for the Republican Party. Some people are really trying to throw their hat in the ring. Looks like Mike Pence might take a look. Some others. Very interesting. It's heating up, people. It's heating up, folks. I love it. Love the political season. I love when uh, elections are coming and things are heating up and it's getting exciting. It's good. It's good for the country because we need an awakening. We need a political uprising in a good, godly, nonviolent way. So Kevin McCarthy and Tucker Carlson, what do these two names have in common today? Well, apparently Kevin McCarthy gives exclusive access to over 41,000 hours of January 6th footage. And that's like very powerful and an extremely bombshell breaking news alert story because to me, that makes it look like the truth is about to finally come to light about what happened on that infamous day over two years ago. What really happened on that day, not what they tell you happened or what they lied to you about. But what actually happened on that day, January 6th, 2021, we're going to get to it. We're going to get to the truth. And I, I believe in the ability of Tucker Carlson to get to the truth and to hold back no punches, to pull no punches and to give it to us straight. I believe he'll do it. So it's exciting times. Apparently, his producers are already combing through a bunch of the uh, footage and seeing what they can pull from it. and Apparently, it's going to start coming out on his show over the next number of weeks. And that's great. That's extremely good because people are gonna get exposed for the corruption and for the lies and for the misdeeds, for their own misdeeds and their own evil. And all I've got to say about that is it's about time. Damar Hamlin was interviewed, I think during the Super Bowl or before it or something. But, anyways, in this interview, he was asked what by the interviewer what doctors say causes cardiac arrest, and he paused for Apparently, it was an extremely long pause, but he paused and he takes uh, his sweet time and says he'd rather not say or something along those lines of, Ooh, I'd rather not say. And then in his foolishness, makes a foolish decision anyway, to go to the Super Bowl. And apparently, I didn't really see it, but apparently he decides it'd be a good idea to wear what I guess amounts to being a satanic or demonic depiction of Jesus on a jacket to the Super Bowl game. And it offended, I think it was Adrian Peterson, so much so that he like lambasted him online over it. So like I said, I didn't really see. I saw the jacket he was wearing, but I mean, the cameras are so far off, I couldn't make out what was actually on it. So I don't know too much about that. Maybe you can help me out with uh, giving me some more information on that. Happily email me here at inbox at com. So... Again, that's inbox at pearlygatesusa.com. I'll happily take your comments, your questions, your feedback at that email address. Shoot me an email over here and I'll even be more, I'll be inclined to read your comments or your questions on air for your listening pleasure. And, uh, you know, that's, that's how we uh, dialogue, you and I. That's how we can uh, better connect. So feel free to shoot the emails my way and I will happily do my best to answer them and to get on the same page with you on different topics on like that jacket if you you know information on it you saw it better than I did I'll happily uh take down their advisement so there is a war on comedy that's not a question of if there is because it's just straight up there is and it's a dying breed comedy because of this war that's being taken place on it which is just tragic absolutely heart-wrenching because i love good comedy and i've seen in shows and in movies and so on and so forth that it is dying i just don't see good movies coming out or good shows coming out with that like make me double over and laugh like they used to because everything's gone woke and once you go woke you go broke and they're just so afraid producers and executives and so on and so forth to make any kind of Content that might offend somebody. So they walk on eggshells and they just don't make anything funny anymore. Like very minimal. It's like, how about you just do your job, and make me laugh and let me be the one to decide what's funny and what's not. And if I get offended, oh, well, I got offended. I need to grab myself up by my bootstraps and suck it up, rub some dirt on it, man up and uh, grow up and mature and move on. It's life. So this is, you know, like why are comedians hated so much? for telling the truth, and for doing what they love, which is making people laugh at the expense of themselves and others. And why are they at constant risk of being quote-unquote cancelled, like Roseanne Barr and so many others, for doing what they love, and for saying the most inoffensive and light things, and these small, menial things, get them cancelled. Can comedy be saved? I think yes, it can. It can be saved by people who are unafraid to keep speaking the truth and who don't care about getting canceled and who don't worry about what other people might think or other jokes could be received. And instead, how about you just try to make me laugh? Like I watched that Roseanne Barr special. I didn't think it was the greatest, but she held nothing back and she gave it her best and she didn't care about what people thought. And I can respect that. There's nothing wrong with that on either side of the political spectrum. And stop making everything so political in your jokes. It's like nauseating watching late t- late night talk shows. You can't even watch them anymore. They just placate to the Biden administration so much. It just makes you want to vomit. You're just like, "Oh my gosh, can you shut up already and just make me laugh?" Like your job isn't to sit here and be an advocate for the Biden administration. Your job's to make me laugh and to make me forget about the day's problems. That's why they call it late night, because I'm up late trying to forget about the day that I just had, not be reminded of all the political problems in the world. How about you give me an hour or 35 minutes or however long your program is of trying to shut down and shut out the world for a little bit. That's the whole point of entertainment, is it not? To shut out the world, to be able to have a reprieve, to recoup and to forget about life's problems. So in Asbury, Kentucky, there is a massive revival going on over there right now. I mean, it is astronomically powerful. And my sister was asking me why people are going out of their way hours upon hours to drive out to Kentucky to be a part of this revival. And I said, she says, why don't they just have revival at their local church where they're at? Bring revival there. I'm like, when you have a, I said to her, I said, you have a move of God taking place in a city or in a town or anywhere. You want to get a touch. You want to get over there to get a touch of the Holy Spirit of what God's doing over there so that you can get that touch and bring it back to your local church and have it spread like the wildfire that it can spread like. You know, Jesus in the, in the, in the New Testament, where he was, people, there's throngs of people throwing themselves out him, trying to get healings and miracles. Because that was the picture of what we have today. Jesus left the earth. He died upon the cross. Three days later, rose again. And what did he promise to give us as a basically an inheritance of what we're going to receive when we die? He gave us the Holy Spirit, the comforter. So the comforter is putting on a revival in Kentucky right now. Well, wouldn't you want to get out there and get a touch so that you can have that fire upon and within your life and bring it to your church and your community? Man, if I could, I'd get over there and get a touch. I'd get over there right now and get a Holy Ghost fire breathing touch. I want to be ignited. I want to have a fire uh, that's supernatural come through my life and work through me. That's like, I I was telling my sister, I don't think that you'd even have to walk in the door to feel the Holy Spirit. I think you just walk it up there and you just be like, whoa. Yeah, there's something going on over here. And it's powerful. Like I talk about it and I start getting the Holy Ghost goosebumps. Like it's it's powerful stuff going on over there. And I'm like, praise God, we need revival. And then I'm hearing today about the Philippines and seeing pictures of how they're having massive revival over there and they're baptizing in big old bodies of water. They don't even have pools big enough to baptize. They're having to use big bodies of water over there. And I'm like, praise God. Thank you, Jesus, that revival's happening. We need an awakening, a spiritual awakening in this country. It's exactly what this country needs. We are ripe for it. Oh, how how we need it and how we are so utterly and completely ripe for it. It's beyond what we need right now. It is beyond what we need right now. We need a fire from heaven to just come down and rain upon us and help us to thrive. It, it's not enough just to survive in life. You know, you, you have somebody come up to you and ask you, well, how are you doing today? Oh, I'm just surviving. No, 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 no. God doesn't intend you to survive. He wants you to thrive. So if you want to thrive, I highly recommend get down to Asbury, Kentucky and get a touch. And there's this organization, they claim to be a Christian organization called He Gets Us. And they ran some Super Bowl ads during the Super Bowl, spending multi-millions and millions of dollars to run these ads. And come to find out, you got to find out through facts and through digging, what organizations truly are about. And this organization is very misleading in what their agenda truly is. So understand that Jesus as a child moved from one part of the Roman Empire to another part of it to a safe Jewish community. He was not, I repeat, not a refugee. That is a bold faced and heretical lie that this company, he gets us, is trying to portray. It's also nowhere in the Bible. And for a little fun fact of note, that this advertisement in English that, they are, that they've that they run in the past was called the refugee ad, but in Spanish, it was called the immigration ad. This is what's called emotional manipulation, where they're basically trying to tug on your heart all while advocating for illegal immigration into our country, because they're saying Jesus was an illegal immigrant, a refugee, and that because of that, it's okay to allow illegals to flood into our country nonstop. It's completely sick and twisted, and you shouldn't be fooled by this organization for one second. Just go to their website, and you'll see very left wing oriented and social justice messaging and so much more. Why doesn't it say anywhere on their website that Jesus is the savior of the world? They're affirming a humanistic Jesus who is not the real Jesus because Jesus is a savior. And when you understand that, you're hit with the reality that you're messed up and in desperate need of saving and a savior. And therefore you repent of your sins and you trust in Jesus, the savior of the world, the real Jesus. It's so sad companies spend millions and millions of dollars to talk about Jesus. And yet none of that time is spent on actually getting people to see their need for a savior and to get right with God so that they can truly make heaven their home. This organization says repeatedly that they aren't trying to be political in anything they do or any of the ads they put out. But let me tell you something. You need to understand that the people that say that they're not trying to be political are typically the ones that are the most political of all. And they have the most political views of all. So I say all that to say this. Always watch what people do and not always what they say. Because what they do says more about who they are as an organization, as a person, than what they say. Actions will always speak volumes and way louder than words ever could. And it's just sad. I was kind of caught off guard by their advertising and their ads. It's like, why aren't they saying, why aren't they just preaching Jesus and salvation? Uh, Nowhere in their ads. They don't preach getting saved, getting right with God, making people understand that they are sinners. I'm a sinner. And without Jesus, I'm headed for a devil's hell. And rightfully so. But I woke up one day, not literally, but figuratively, spiritually, and woke up and said, you know what? This ain't working. I need Jesus. I'm headed for destruction. And I need to get my life right, my heart right, and repent and trust in Jesus so that I can make heaven my home. So that he'd be able to other words, well done, good and faithful servant. So why is this company not doing that? It's absolutely appalling. And they should be disgusted. It's not about social justice. It's not about a political agenda. And all oh, while trying to do it at the expense of Jesus, it's absolutely boring and appalling. And they should be utterly ashamed. James O'Keefe out at Project Veritas. Absolutely heartbreaking news out of Project Veritas. James O'Keefe has been ousted from the nonprofit company that he started and founded and that he built from the ground up and he got ousted by the board of the, by the board of the company that he founded and so basically in a little i don't know if it was a press conference or a last ditch goodbye message to his employees and and so on but he gave this message to them packed up his things from his office and left and it's just absolutely appalling because he's been a staunch supporter of free speech a staunch supporter of exposing lies and exposing government agencies and government entities and the government in general for misdeeds and also the private sector. And he has the most viewed story break about Pfizer and what they're really trying to do over 50 million views on this story alone. It's his best story to date. And then four days later, all of a sudden they're working to oust him out of the company. Like what's going on here? And it's like Charlie Kirk said, you know, if there's something shady going on, he did something illegal, committed a felony or something egregious, then I'll happily own up to that and say, you know what? I backed the wrong horse. But as of right now, according to Charlie Kirk, there ain't nothing there. There's no dirt. They're just ousting a good man. It looks like, and it's absolutely appalling and it's just not good because he's, I mean, he'll be, he'll land on his feet. He'll start something else up and he'll be all right. I don't I don't know if I could say the same for Project Veritas, but that's their own doing. So they'll have to figure that out for themselves. I just I can't wrap my head around it and you know, call me naive, call me whatever you want, because I don't know the ins and outs of how businesses are fully run and so on and so forth. But I just can't understand the whole concept of having a board of directors that can oust you from the own your own company that you created. Why not just have you be the one man show? You own it, you operate it, you're it. Then you, you, there's no way you could be ousted. So I don't know if that's a nonprofits have to have that kind of a setup. I, like I said, call me naive. I don't know the ins and outs of that, but that's just the thought that I have. Is why would you have a setup? Why would you set up an entity, nonprofit, a company, wh- whether for profit or not for profit, and have it set up to where you could have the potential to be ousted out of your own company? It just doesn't make sense to me. It's mind blowing to me. You created it. You put your blood, sweat, and tears into it. And then in a moment's notice at the drop of a hat, boom, you're gone. They've kicked you out. It just doesn't make sense to me. It's mind-blowing. So apparently President Biden decided today, or I don't even know if it was today. I don't i don't remember what, or know exactly when it was. But he took a secret trip to the Ukraine. Like, what is that all about? And I'm sure as the days progress, we'll figure out why he did it, what the point of it was. Apparently, he's wanting to shell out another $500 million to support Ukraine financially. I think that's nuts. The funds need to be cut off. They needed to be cut off a long, long time ago. And they need to sign a peace treaty with Russia and just be done with it. It's really not rocket science at this point. So that's just where I'm at with that. All right, time to wrap up the program this week with the send-off, the feel-good story of the week. Here we go. Let's get right to it. Is it going to be about a dog? Maybe a cat? Maybe some, whelp? just grapefruit juice? Maybe some candy? No, it's going to be about a girl in Nebraska brings her grandpa to daddy-daughter dance, and they had a great time. A five-year-old girl named Austin Wolverton and her grandpa Steve Gunther recently attended a daddy-daughter dance in Papillion, Nebraska after the pair touched the hearts of millions of people on social media. On February 8th, the day of Daddy-Daughter Date Night, Austin woke up saying, The dance is tonight. It's the dance day! Austin's mom, Kelsey Wolverton, told Fox News Digital. Wolverton said she styled Austin's hair for the event which had been highly anticipated since Austin and her grandpa went viral on TikTok last month. At the time, Wolverton shared footage of the sweet moment when Austin asked Gunther to join her for the father-daughter Valentine's Day event. The TikTok video garnered more than 2 million views. Wow, pretty good. TikTok users have apparently been asking Wolverton for an update, update on the dance, which took place on February 8th. In the original viral video, Austin can be heard saying to her grandfather in a very soft voice, there's a Valentine's dance, but we need our dad to go. Austin had decided to ask Gunther to the father-daughter themed occasion since her own father, Michael, Mike Wolverton, died after a drug overdose involving fentanyl. Wolverton said, Austin was just 18 months old. She really doesn't have memories of him. But from the very beginning, we have talked about him, Wolverton told Fox News Digital last week. Wolverton said that as the dance approached, she wanted Austin to find normalcy in attending without being reminded that her dad couldn't be there. In a special moment like this, I don't want to take anything away from her little happiness, Wolverton shared. My intention in posting it was never to bring light to daddy-daughter dances. Wolverton said of her TikTok video Gone Viral. I think inclusivity is so hard because how far do you go without taking it away from people who do have dads? Wolverton said that with Austin's father gone, the dance was an opportunity for Austin to find other ways to feel included. There is no reason kids need to miss out on things like this just because it's called a daddy-daughter dance, Wolverton commented. It's a brave thing to do. It's not always the easiest, she added. As for the event, Wolverton said that Austin and her grandpa were full of smiles. They had a great time, Kelsey shared. Powerful. You know, you got to turn. The thing about the beauty about life is turning trials and tribulations and the tragedies of life and finding, trying to find the silver lining in and through it. Because it's tough. It's tough to go through something like that, to lose somebody to the fentanyl uh, epidemic in this country because of the open borders. China, manufacturing it and having it flood in through Mexico, through the drug cartels. And uh, the Biden administration doing absolutely nothing to prevent it, stop it, so on and so forth. Hundred like six or 107,000 people died of drug overdoses due to fentanyl last year alone. It's just absolutely appalling. And so for somebody to suffer the effects of that and still to find a silver lining and find a way to put a smile on her daughter's face and for her daughter to ask the grandpa and the grandpa to take her, you know, that almost brings a tear to, you, to your eye. I know it does mine, just about. It's just, we live in dark times and sometimes you just need a little reminder that, you know what? God is still good. He's still on the throne. He still shows up and there's still good going on in the world, even if it is at because of a bad tragedy like a fentanyl overdose. They found the silver lining. They found their hope. And I pray that they get get saved That they're not and that uh, they continue to press on because that's what life's all about. You can't give up. You can't quit. When life gets hard, you got to push even harder and keep fighting through because that's just the way it goes. Sometimes that's the way the cookie crumbles. And it's tough. And you got to roll with the punches and accept that life can be tough, but that you can be an overcomer and that you can succeed by facing the adversity head on and dealing with it. And I'm happy for that girl and for the grandpa to do what he did and fulfill his part. Kudos, my hat's off to him. And with that, I bid you adieu. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. No Truth Politics is created, recorded, edited, and produced by our production company, Pearly Gates USA, which is owned and operated by our parent company, The Big Time USA. Make sure that you follow the podcast and turn notifications on by hitting the icon so that you get alerted about every new episode as soon as it's released. Do you hate listening to ads and sponsorships? Well, say hello to ad-free and sponsorship-free listening and more exclusive benefits when you become a Crusader Plus today. To find out more about how you can become a Crusader Plus today, please go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, Click on the link No Truth Politics Plus under the No Truth Politics category. To make a one-time financial gift, you can go to our website at links.thebigtimeusa.com or by clicking on the link in the show notes or the episode description. And once you're on the website, click on support. With your financial support, you make all of this possible. So thank you. Well, the Band-Aid has officially been ripped off. So it's time to ask yourself one final question. Has the truth set you free so that you can be free indeed? For myself, Mr. Misunderstood, and the rest of our team here at Pearly Gates USA and the Big Time USA, thank you so much for your loyal listening. And we look forward to you listening again next episode.